सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीद्यंकवाहै तेजस्वीनावधीतमस्तुमाशावहै शाशाशाति गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरुरेव परम ब्रह्मा तस्म श्रीगुरव नम तस्म श्रीगुरव नम the 29th shloka repeat after me subhujo durdharo subhujo durdharo vagmi subhujo durdharo vagmi mahendro vasudho vasuhu mahendro vasudho vasuhu नैको बृहद्रूप नैको बृहद्रूप शिपिविष्ट प्रकाशन शिपिविष्ट प्रकाशन वी हैव सीन एक्सेप्ट फॉर द लास्ट टू वर्ड्स द रेस्ट ऑफ दम इन दिस पर्टिकुलर श्लोक शिपिविष्ट Sometimes, when we understand the language, the beauty of it and the poetic exuberance of it is amazing to follow. The Lord here is recognized as Shipi Vishtaha. Shipi Vishtaha technically can be translated as the one. who manages the entire uh, waters now what do you mean by waters and managing that waters sipi is the one who can drink water now this entire earth entire globe there is huge mass of water and constantly this water has to evaporate and reach out into the atmosphere become clouds and then come back as rains vishtaha vishtaha the one who sustains the universe and what a beautiful way of putting it so what is shipi shipi means the sun's rays sun's rays are called shipi why is the why are the sun's rays called shipi the sun's rays are called shipi because it is the sun's rays which come down to the earth as though drinking the waters all over the water masses he just evaporates all of it vishtaha vishtaha having thus evaporated it the entire cycle is explained here so i don't think our ancestors were so cut off from science they knew the entire process that the entire uh, rain cycle 
that how waters are first evaporated and then they are condensed and then it rains forth. And therefore, the rains are also called parjanya. Parjanya meaning that because of which janayati, pari janayati, that the entire earth sprouts forth. And because the plants sprout, the entire you know, length and breadth of our creatures which survive here are supported by that waters. Therefore, it is called Parjanya. So, Vishtaha, Sipi Vishtaha, the Lord is here praised as the one who sustains the entire global environment. Now look at the mechanism and you look at those waters. There is no extra water that is being created. It is the same water that has been there since the beginning of creation. Since the beginning of this creation, we may not trust our city when it says it is giving us recycled water thinking that there are so many impurities that go and uh, at a microbial level it is very difficult to remove. This entire creation is sustained by the same mass of water. Whether it is in the form of water vapor or in the form of ice or in the form of water. And he sometimes uses this equation to bring about a complete balance. And there is that theory which is a lot of research run, you know, run about that particular theory is the ice age, wherein everything froze. And then the new creation has started. If you have gone into the science trying to explain creation, and if we take that as uh, the basis that there can be a possibility of the waters raising and the you know the winters toppling and we almost see it even now that the winters you know are getting harsher or uh, suddenly in the south winters are getting harsher and in the north the winters are getting uh, you know milder so there is some kind of equation wherein the entire creation and look at this entire beautiful mass of creation is covered by its last layer almost, which allows it to penetrate, but then it also covers it up and protects, patches up by not allowing the harmful race. What an amazing creation he must have sat down to create. And very recently I was at somebody's house and this size glass jar, a glass pot. In that glass pot, there is some kind of dirt, mud. And there is one plant that is growing. There is a certain amount of water that is required to be put. And it is a self-sustaining ecological system. 
What do I mean by self-sustaining ecological system? That the water becomes water vapor, evaporates, and then it condenses on the glass internals, and then it trickles down again, sustaining that plant. That water vapor is trapped within that glass jar, and there is so much of uh, you know, contraption required to make sure that it is successfully functional. Now look at this beautiful creation. The entire creation minus waters. What would have happened? There is no life possible. All kinds of life is sustained purely by the waters. And the one who recycles these waters, purifies it and provides it for the creatures with such minute detail. If Bhagavan is already taking care of so much in detail, should we even doubt him that he doesn't take care of us? See, the entire recycling process, by the time the waters, there is nothing to beat this system. The waters comes as rains and those rain waters collect into ponds and lakes and rivers. And that water is again supplied to the uh, crops, supplied to the animals, supplied to the human beings. It's the fresh waters. And it constantly has been doing the same amount of water as if for eternity. And this cycle continues. The one who maintains this entire creation, entire cycle, and one who constantly is at work. Sometimes when I go to Tirupati and other such places, wherein there is a specific seva, it's called what? Unjal seva? It means that you put the Lord to sleep. I have attended all those different steps in different times. So that I was laughing to myself. Imagine if the Lord were to take a break. <clears throat> you know, I have been sustaining this creation right since, you know, for millions of years. Let me take a break. What will happen? That which he is supporting, that which he is sustaining, will break apart. This reminds me the story of Bhagavan Krishna. You know, to teach Indra a lesson, he says, let us worship Govardhana Parvat. So they all go, worship. Just as the puja begins, Indra he starts showering continuously and looking at the downpour, Bhagavan Krishna understands that he has picked a uh, fight with Indra and it's not going to end in that soon. So what does he do? He picks the entire Govardhana Parvat. Now while he was picking that entire Govardhana Parvat, what were others doing? 
trying to find some kind of shelter and they did not bother to find where Krishna was. And meanwhile, he has already picked. As the Parvata is up, you know, people say, okay, there is some shelter, everybody rushes in and then, and then they find, why is this Parvata you know, up? Before entering, they should have thought. <laughs> After entering and settling down, they realize that, no, no this is amazing. How, how is this Parvata up? Like an umbrella. Then they say, oh, Bhagavan Krishna, you are picking it on your little finger. So, all the Gopabalas, you know, by the time they recognize Bhagavan Krishna and they, they think, you know, we should help this little Krishna. And they stick their lati, the, the stick up into the mountain and hold it really, you know, with a lot of pressure. And then they look at the Lord and he said, Bhagavan, let go, we will hold it now. And Bhagavan says, thanks, thanks for the thought that I should be relieved. But if I really take off, you will not be in a position to run away. Similarly, the, the entire creation is sustained by that Lord. And to imagine that he can take a break, it never happens. So the one who incessantly provides for with minutest details as to how it has to be provided for this entire creation. He is called Shipi Vishtaha. And we talk about dignity of labor, right? <clears throat> oh, I have earned such and such status, now I should be only doing only so much. Dignity of labor is like any job that can be done, that is your responsibility to be able to do it. Now here is a Lord who in order to sustain each one of us and does not even throw a tantrum at us. I have been doing this job in sustaining all of you, nobody even gives me a credit. Right? Usually we celebrate once in a year, Mother's Day, Father's Day. Is there a Father's Day? Okay. I have never seen that being celebrated with such kind of a gungo like Mother's Day. <coughs> so you celebrate once in a while, remember those people and say thank you for being there. And then in between... At least once in a month or twice in a month, there is always this Shripati Shrimati Uvacha. There is Dharma Kshetre, Kurukshetre. Like the Mahabharata war. And what is the uh, war about? Or is like, I slog for this family and nobody, everybody has taken me for granted. Nobody gives me the due credit. Are these dialogues familiar? Where did you hear Swamiji? 
I have a lot of sources. As I was telling recently, if US can hear what the German Chancellor is talking, what is happening in each house can't we hear? It's so easy. When these dialogues are not something new, they are there in Mahabharata, they are there in Ramayana also. Eternally it is the dialogue. That I have been trying to do so much and I need some credit. Sometimes the husband needs the credit, sometimes the wife needs the credit. And look at Lord, without seeking any credit. Does he ever hold us at ransom? If by tomorrow you don't give me this credit, no water. Water at least you can sustain for a day. What if he turns around and says, no air? Give me that credit and give it now. He never demands it. Tirelessly does the job. Shipi Vishtaha. The one who tirelessly sustains this entire creation by doing various processes to put it in its place. Such a dedicated one is called Shipi Vishtaha. Very rare few we find, gem of a person who is such dedicated, such thorough in their life. Shipi Vishtaha. The next word is Prakashanaha. <clears throat> Prakashanaha. The one who reveals himself to all his devotees. And Bhagavan reveals in various forms. Sometimes he reveals himself in a vision or a dream. <coughs> Have you ever seen Bhagavan in dream? Couple of times, okay. I'm not going into details, don't worry. I'm not going to question, really, have you seen God? How do you know that he is God? I'm not going to question. Like, you know, the movies, they show the, what do they call it? The one minute, two minute uh, promos, trailers, ah, trailers. <clears throat> the promos are the trailers. Similarly, Bhagavan shows, you know, to, to bring that devotee, turn that devotee's mind towards himself. He reveals himself in various peculiar situations. Sometimes he reveals in our dreams. In the dreams he can reveal himself as a, in a form or in the form of a, a murti or a photo. 
or in the form of scripture or mantras or in the form of a guru. Various forms of visions that he can show us some trailers. Sometimes he reveals himself in the most awkward moment of our life. In the most drained down moment of our life, as an unforeseen hand that pulls us out of our miserable condition. Has it ever happened? I can give you so many examples. Probably they do happen. But we are lost in our own equations to recognize it. That if somebody does come and give us help, we are thinking, now he has come and given us this, what is he expecting in return? And our calculation goes on. <clears throat> Non-calculative. A couple of examples that come in my mind. The first time, about 12 years ago, when I was flying to US, that was the first international flight, I suppose. Because I had no clue how to prepare for uh, international flight. So I had absolutely no money. I had no packed food. And those guys who had booked my ticket, did not book it with the specification of vegetarian food. So the first packet that came in, it smelt even with, before you know opening it was smelling different. I thought it was the others. When I opened it, I saw some leg kind of a thing. I said, okay, <laughs> I closed it and I called her and I said, "Do you carry vegetarian?" Said, no, we are out of vegetarian. You know, you should book for it. Okay, what else? Uh, I was on orange juice diet. You know, after a certain while, and you're in a 24-hour flight, you start feeling acidic. <clears throat> so that also is not that good. So got off in Frankfurt. This old couple who were sitting in the same row, but in the farther end. They had made a note of it, it seems, that uh, this fellow has not had food. They got off before I could get off. The lady was waiting at the gate. She stops me. There is a casual conversation. Before the conversation ends, this man comes back with some fruit and some kind of cookies or uh, whatever it was, or some bread, I think. And he says, we saw that you did not and you have another uh, you know, leg of your journey. I think this should be fine. Unasked for. See, it is, it's a point that you go, you know, ask for help and somebody turns around and helps. You can say that, you, know, you, can, you can fathom about it. But these people out of their own goodness, 
has such experience ever happened such experiences when they happen it is bhagwan himself who is giving different rupa different swarupa darshan once <clears throat> this was in uh, my flight from pune to not pune bangalore to pune a long time ago so the you know got down <coughs> the neighbor's dog had jumped the wall and it was so fierce the neighbor was not there probably the dog was hungry and he did not allow us to get to the car so that i could get to my uh, flight so I finally realized that you know the dog must have been hungry and uh, i think my brother was there so i asked my brother to bring in some biscuits or something and put some water and it took about 45 minutes for us to figure that out and that barking dog and it was you know getting late and the flight had already missed and then i call in to find when is the next flight only to be told that the flight skids on the runway before taking off it skids not major accident but that flight has been delayed and there were some kind of injuries because of that skidding some injuries of the passengers in the form of the dog bhagwan had come and that is why one of his names is called vighna raja the king of obstacles we think that obstacles are bad for us but when it is such an obstacle which protects you from something bad to happen is that obstacle good or bad you know he came and saved in the form of a dog this example i think probably i have told you <clears throat> i was driving back from fort worth so whenever i have talks in fort worth by the time i leave fort worth it is about 10:30 at night after big shand everything so it's a long journey It's about one hour. So I was on George Bush, the tollway. I can see Preston exit, and suddenly I feel a bump on the tire. And the entire tire—we were four, four of us inside—and the entire tire rolls out. You know, it, it just blasts open. Something sharp must have gone in, and luckily it was late at night, about eleven o'clock or eleven thirty. and uh, i was in the f- the lane which was closer to the shoulder before the, the car could hit the rim and starts you know sparks off i was off into the shoulder there was no traffic so i quickly you know got out with the help of others you know removing this tire and suddenly this black suv goes turns u turns on a highway on a freeway and then on the shoulder you know with a high beam lights and this old black lady 
steps out and and she taps my shoulder and says this is all i can do son be quick <clears throat> at 11:30 my car is down the tire is ripped off and suddenly this lady comes off no i mean would you have stopped i don't i'm not I, I, that was not a question wherein i was expecting an answer it is for you to ponder to think and suddenly this elderly lady and then she goes sits you know throws open her door and sits there in her car and i you know put the tire on whatever the stepney was there i put that tire on throw this and i didn't want to leave that garbage there so i throw that pieces of tire back into my trunk close the trunk and turn around by the time i turn around the car is already gone doesn't even wait for a thanks at every step of our life there is so much of unexpected uh, help that comes our way and we think we are entitled for it so we don't recognize it that's a different issue at every every step of our life prakashanah the one who reveals himself in various forms various sizes various shapes various experiences prakashanah do we see god in such experiences to knock some sense into us it has to be that threatening that we, we, we in our exasperation we do say oh my god and then think of god at that moment he has to really knock it in in simple gestures bhagwan reveals himself and once the devotee turns towards that that uh, to recognize that benevolence of that lord and tunes himself to the core of his own being in that culmination the lord reveals himself in his true form in his true nature and even here it is not you know our uh, phonetic aspect of true form is only one and whoever is your ishtadeva he reveals as physical as you see each other he reveals in that form like vivekanand ji's famous uh dialogue or the first dialogue with ramakrishna paramahamsa ji <clears throat> so as narendra he asks he has been asking this question to various people and in those days people were sincere in answering you know there was this brahmo samaj 
So he goes to the leader and says, you have started this Brahma Samaj. You have a lot of educated people joining you. Have you seen that God? Whatever format of God that you are proposing, have you seen that God? And to this bluntness of his question, the blunt answer was, I wish to see him one day. Beyond the dogma of various processes that we are caught up in. I wish to see him one day. Then he goes, meets uh, Rabindranath Tagore. He meets uh, uh, Rabindranath Tagore's brother, who was also quite a literary person and he was also known in the religious circles. And before that, you know, he meets other masters who were you know, well-renowned, kathakars, well-respected ones. Nobody gave him a straight answer. I mean, even if they gave a straight answer, the answer was no. So, he comes to this Ramakrishna Paramahamsaji. And looking at him, you know, Ramakrishna Paramahamsaji looks at him. They both exchange glances. And when somebody is intensely looking at you, you do you want to ask something, say something? He says, yes, I do have something to ask. Well, then why are you sitting there? Come here, sit, ask. So Vivekananji asks, have you seen God? And the answer that was given was unlike any answer that he had ever heard and it threw him off balance. And the answer was, yes, I do see God and I speak to her as you and I are speaking to each other. And immediately not to be thrown off with this answer, can you show her to me? And his positive answer was, Sure, I can show her to you too. And that form that he reveals as a final culmination of the Bhakta's effort, that Atma Jyoti, which reveals as the Ishtadaiva, Prakashanaha, the one who reveals himself in different forms, sizes, shapes, and experiences. Prakashanaha. Now moving to the next shloka. <clears throat> Ojaste Jodhyuti Dharaha What happened? Let us try it again. Ojaste Jodhyuti Dharaha Ojaste Jodhyuti Dharaha Prakashatma Pratapanaha Prakashatma Pratapanaha Riddhas Pashtaksharo Mantraha Riddhas Pashtaksharo Mantraha Chandram Shurbhaskaradyutihi Bhaskaradyutihi <clears throat> the orthodox consider ojaha tejaha dyutidharaha as one word 
if you are searching for the number of shloka, it is the thirtieth one. You got it? <clears throat> the orthodox one, they consider it as one word. Some of the other uh, commentators consider this as three different words, as ojaha, tejaha, and dyutidaraha. But Adi Shankaracharya interprets them as one word. Ojas tejo dyuti dharaha. Dharaha. Dharaha, we have already seen. Vrsho dharaha. Dharaha means the one who uh, supports. Like Bhagavan Sri Ramchandra ji is one of the names. Is Kodanda dhara or Kodanda pani. Because his, his bow is called Kodanda. Pashankushadhara. This is the name of Lord Ganesha. He holds Pasha and Ankusha. That is his astra. Pashankushadhara. Dharanidhara. The one who is holding the earth. Sustaining the earth, Bhagavan Vishnu's name, Dhara, means to hold. So here, what does he hold? Ojaha, Tejaha, Dyutihi. Three amazing, beautiful uh, parallels intertwined to make a good plate. You know, like the ladies when they uh, plait their hair, it comes out into a beautiful, uh, what do you call, formation. Similarly are these three words. <clears throat> Ojaha. Ojaha means the vital energy. Ojaha. Some people may be old, but then their ojas, their vital energy is pretty high. So, you will see even though they have hit 90, 95, they still do their own day-to-day activities. Their, their sharpness is amazing to observe. They remember things and their speech and uh, eye-hand coordination, they are still amazing as if they were still in their 40s and 50s. I used to know of a person who was about 90 years old and he would come to the lecture on his cycle. 90 years old. He would refuse to use any other vehicle. He said that way he would maintain his exercise as well. Rain or shine, he would come in his cycle. Uh, recently, I was reading an article. There is this Fauj Singh. He will be creating a Guinness record in the Japan uh, Marathon or no, Hong Kong Marathon. He is 101 year old. Last year, when he did, he matched the world record. 
the oldest person to do 26 miles is marathon or 23, 26 right, 26, half marathon is 13, so 26. <clears throat> so, 26 miles he runs and last year it took him about 8 hours 22 minutes to complete it. Such an amazing speed. <laughs> I mean, at one hundred years old in, 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 in running, and this was in the uh, what Toronto Marathon or uh, one of those marathons in Canada. And he set the he matched the world record as the oldest person doing it. He holds records in. Uh, uh, 5K, 3K, 4K, 8K and 9K as the oldest fastest in that age category and this year he is going to attempt Ojaha, the vital energy. I mean however hard life slaps at them, they will turn around and you know very energetic, they will give it another try, Ojaha, that vital energy. Tejaha, Tejaha, the valor, the shining brilliance of the individual. I had come across, he was one year junior to me while studying, but this kid was amazing, brilliant. So, I have not tried to find where he is right now, must have been somewhere up there. His focal point was so single that he would listen to the class, whatever is being taught, would not jot down in a, with a paper or pen or anything go back home and verbatim repeat exactly as it was said. And to debate with him was such a challenge. <clears throat> because he could devour books and he would remember them with page number paragraph references. It is not just dumb memorization. But immediately turn it around and practically apply it as well. And one day we were having some debate or issue about you know, cross-referring to something. And it was amazing brilliance. And there are some people who can do that with numbers. Throw them any numbers. There was this lady who who was faster than the uh, supercomputer, Shakuntala Devi, right? Birthday? Okay, I remember in the right time. Yeah, but remembering in the right time, it was her birthday, right? That's what I'm thinking. She outsmarted the this fastest computer in those days. <coughs> 
And the sequence of things that she brought out was amazing. Imagine if you and I were sitting under a tree and it happened to be an apple tree. An apple falls next to you, if not on your head, next to you. I know what would be my reaction. <laughs> Bhagwan, thank you. <laughs> Bhagavat Prasada, pick it up, shine it up and then bite into the crunch. But look at that brilliance wherein instead of eating it up, probably he ate it. The thought that it got generated was that, why did it fall? Why did it not go up? What makes it sure that it comes down? There is a brilliance to breakthrough. There are some who are really brilliant with music. They listen to it once and they can pick the raga. And some of the kids that come here in Balavi are such amazing talent. That they listen to the song, Bollywood song. Do not understand the word of it. The meaning of it they don't understand. But they can immediately turn, translate into a piano tune or a violin or whatever the instrument that they are playing. Did you learn this specifically? No, I can just hear it and start playing it. I know this girl, you know, when she was very young, on the radio there was something and she immediately pulls out. She's hearing it for the first time. And immediately pulls out her flute and starts playing it. Tejaha. <clears throat> And as they say, brains and beauty. If somebody has brains, does not have beauty. And if somebody has beauty, does not have brains. There is this beautiful lady. She went to, who was this? Was it Bernard Shaw or uh, their prime minister? I think it was the Prime Minister. What was the Prime Minister's name at that time? The World War time, World War... Churchill, I think. No? Varnasha. Okay. I'll give it to you. So she comes and says, you know, you are brilliant and I'm beautiful. And if we marry, our kids will be uh, in a brilliant and beautiful. So he says... Logic is sound, but what if they get my beauty and your brains? <laughs> that would be a disaster. Because those who have, you know, even in the strength, those who are physically very strong, they have developed this muscle and not this muscle. And those who are nerdy, any place, any, any environment, you will find them physically very weak. Right? But Bhagavan has the 
ओजह तेजह एंड द्युति द्युति मीनिंग ब्यूटी एक्सेलिंग ब्यूटी एज ए से चिजल्ड ब्यूटी एंड इट इज ओनली द लॉर्ड हू कैन बी कॉल्ड बोथ एलिगेंट ब्यूटिफुल ब्रिलियंट एंड एनर्जेटिक ऑल दैट कंबाइंड टूगेदर ओजह तेजह द्युतिधर दिस इन अ वेरी टेक्निकल लैंग्वेज इट इज कॉल्ड सत्य शिव सुंदर वी ऑल बाय इन टू द फर्स्ट टू क्वालिटीज वेरी इजीली यू नो इट हैज टू बी ट्रूथफुल इट हैज टू बी ऑस्पिशियस एंड वी मिस आउट ऑन सिंपल डिटेल ऑफ ब्यूटी बिकॉज वेदांत वी कीप हियरिंग एंड वी कीप डिनाइंग because that which is beautiful we tend to get attached to therefore miss out on the beauty beauty part of it and got hook uh, hooked on to that system because of our attachments and that such becoming painful therefore we miss to see that beauty and how many amazing ways that he showers his beauty both inside and outside what amazes me is in these many years that i have been seeing sunrise every morning that i go for jog not a single sunrise has been similar did anybody get an opportunity to see at least today sunset what a spectacle it was such deep colors amazing panoramic view simple things in the beauty in it if when a plant grows try it you just sow a seed and it cracks open and that still is still amazes me what kind of strength should that seed have to germinate and kick open that earth covering it and you'll see a big lump of it cracked open and thrown aside and how is that little sapling growing it looks delicate now even if you do not know how to handle it and just touch it it feels like you have already squeezed it to death that delicate thing has got this strength to burst open the earth and come out a beauty in it and the child growing in the womb i know at different stages what will happen what 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 is the child's growth should be 
Why does it happen? And in spite of living into that, uh, you know, the jammed space, and at that time mothers carry this special strength to carry that extra load. Or what? That is thirty to forty pounds. No, the kid is, kid is uh, the, the whole nine months. What would be the excess weight that? 20 to 30 pounds. I was not wrong. Somewhere in the ballpark figure. No experience, however. I can only gauge. And seems to have that extra strength to carry it for 9 months. And that itself is an amazing beauty. If you want to understand that, that pain, put on 30 pounds on yourself. Sleep with it. Eat with it. Bathe with it. Run around with it. And you will start wearing off. It starts you know, sapping your energy. Amazing strength that the mother you know, carries forward this with. Look at so many things. I am just mentioning few things. The first layer of teeth come and fall. The second layer of teeth again start coming. Skin peels itself after such rugged use. And for this rugged use, he has not created something which is you know, tough. Now you use your car once in the morning, once in the evening. Right? And in that wear and tear, you have to replace them for every 40, 45,000 miles. 40, 45,000 miles? Tires. Tires. Now I am giving a ballpark figure. Right? Now for 80, 90, 100 years, the skin has to continue. And it replenishes itself, it, it manages itself, as soon as it becomes dead, there is a system of, you know, discarding it. And it is already intrinsic of the system. Every aspect of this creation, such beauty, duty dharaha, ojaha, tejaha, duty dharaha. Therefore, he is Prakashatma. The most radiant one. <coughs> Prakashatma. Where does he radiate? Or what does he radiate in? That because of which there is a spark of intelligence within. If you compare it with the rest of them around, then there is intelligent than or dumber than various comparisons. But at an individual level, that's why probably nobody ever accepts that I am dumb. 
even if there are somebody who ridiculed by the rest of the world as the dumbest they would still think of themselves as i am not that dumb no you end up saying that there is something within which is illumining prakasha illumines that which illumines everything the second meaning of it is that which is your own true nature atma which is of the nature of illumination prakash atma so where do i find this god that god who is ojaha tejaha and jyutidhara right here in your own being that which is the core of my own being my own existence is what is described in the earlier word as ojas tejo jyutidhara that illumination within prakashatma pratapanah pratapanah <coughs> the one who is the most courageous why should god be called the most courageous for one thing for sure to attempt to create something like us and to sustain us definitely needs to be a courageous one no other reason just because he has the uh, the will to create us and then sustain us what do i mean by us as human beings as creatures we are the only insatiable uncontent beings on the surface of earth and still he gives us an opportunity to grow must be pratapanah courageous pratapanah the one tap means to uh, no tap means here is to burn See, even in those battlefields those who are so courageous that they can create a sense of fear and burning in the enemies just by their name and presence they are called the pratapavan so here what is he pratapanah so one simple meaning for this system to continuously exist it has to be constantly put at a burner of 37 degrees celsius right we have taken it for granted and that's another beauty right we keep going in and out of these conditioned systems and yet the body seems to maintain itself at 37 degrees celsius
try maintaining something at a given temperature. Do you know these thermostats and the air temperature measured, the temperature is measured. It is on an average. Where is the sensor for that? You, you should be able to answer that. Sensor is right in the thermostat. Such big hall. I am sure, how much is it? 73 is what it claims. I am sure if you measure it from the other corners, it is not going to be consistent. At any part of our body, it has to be consistently 37 degrees Celsius. Sometimes it is cooler weather, sometimes it is hotter weather, it has to be maintained. Pratapanaha, the one who maintains that constant fire within, without which there is an imbalance in the system. Pratapanaha. Another meaning of pratapanaha, now as much as we saw that without the water. Now what will happen if there was no sun? There is one, uh, one, one book or one aspect of Einsteinian hypothesis wherein he says, if the earth were not to rotate on its own axis, like you know the earth is not, it is rotating around its own axis and also moving around the sun. If the earth was moving around the sun, but was not moving around its own axis, what would have happened? That side which is facing the sun would have been charred, burnt. And that side which is facing only night would have been frozen. So, to maintain that balance, you need that sun. And we take so many things for granted, Baba. We don't even think about such things. For millions and millions and millions of years, Earth has been on its own charter, rotating, on its own axis, revolving. You know, the day and the night has to compensate. I have lived in climatic conditions which were like for four months in a year, 120 to 130 Fahrenheit. Can you imagine? I am talking about 45 to 52 degrees centigrade. For four months straight. In those days when it is really peak, hottest, that is the day you appreciate night. 
and even in during those times to cool the entire baked space baked earth it would take until 1 o'clock 2 o'clock at night and those two hours of pleasantness and then again the sun comes prachanda and again starts rebaking there are three days in that you know month rohini and kartika time there are three days in that cusp wherein the cooling down is nil to zero this is in the hotter segment in the colder segment there are those places wherein sun seems to be there in the horizon all through and yet the temperatures are weirdly low about 40 plus days the sun says in the horizon I mean, he changes the direction but he is there always and the sun is the one who maintains gives heat and light we know that the rains we are in a famine condition in texas four days raining by the fourth day what does everybody start speaking it has become so gloomy i wish there was at least once the darshan of sun once i entered into one of these michaels or what is the other one hobby lobby ha huh? so i think one of these i entered into and the teller who was there at the counter he looks at me suddenly like you know the bright orange entering in stepping in this was during winter time and he looks at me and says you are the brightest thing in my entire day you lit up my day just by wearing those clothes then i said i never thought of looking at my clothes in that angle now i'll add that too i'm glad i could brighten your day just by wearing the clothes then on a gloomy day all that you expect is to have sun that warmth that he provides so pratapanah the second meaning is the sun pratapanah also means that he is internally seated into everyone observing every deed whenever we do something wrong do we need somebody else to come and tell us that you have done wrong even the kid is shaking his head no nobody needs to tell us that guilt which burns us from within pratapanah which constantly keeps reminding you are doing something wrong that internal compass 
which burns us from within in trying to protect us from doing something wrong is also Bhagavan. Ojastejo Dhyutidharaha Prakashatma Pratapanaha Riddhaha Riddhaha the one who is endowed with lot of Riddhi Riddhi Samriddhi you have heard the word Samriddhi right prosperity what in true sense is prosperity the true sense of prosperity is dharma jnana vairagya shri and dhana and virtues because of these three six qualities they are they are grouped as Bhaga, these six qualities together are called Bhaga. And the one who is endowed with such six qualities is called Bhagavan. So what do we need? Just these six qualities. If you have these six qualities in completeness, then we are recognized as Bhagavan. In fact, among us human beings, of these six, even if one of them is excelling, they are worshipped as gods among human. Those who have immense knowledge, those who have immense dispassion, those who have immense uh, you know, righteousness, Long time ago, there was a king who, uh, who, who stayed by his word of satyatva. Just one quality. Even today, when we talk of satya vachana, we talk about Harishchandra. One quality. Raja Rama. His, what is one quality? Ramo Vigrahavan Dharmaha, Dharmatma. Similarly was Yudhishthira, both Satyavachan and Dharma. One quality and they are so well respected, remembered. And God is the one who is Samruddhaha. Overflowing with prosperity of these six qualities. Meaning, that one who has these six qualities as their foundation, growth and progress naturally happens. Lack of these six, growth and progress starts deteriorating. Ojastejo Dhitidaraha Prakashatma Pratapanaham Ruddhaha Spashtaksharaha That one who expresses with 
the clarity of this particular sound and what sound are we talking about that primordial sound called omkar the entire creation revibrates with omkar did you know that the sound of space is omkar go into a silent space and cup your ears and silently listen to that what you will hear is the om take a conch that which you blow into right the conch shankha and listen to the sound the first thing amazing is there is a sound without blowing into it and that is the sound of om if you go into the valleys the natural sound when the winds blow is omkar the oceans as they gurgle into the uh, sea coast and they land in when you go beyond transcend those waves and listen to the entirety of sound is nothing but om the entire creation is nothing but the sound wave called om and somebody drew parallel saying that almost all religions you know they they use this om hindus say it as om the muslims call it amin and the christians say it as amen it's all from the same primordial root spashtaksharah in one of the upanishads bhashya it is so clearly stated that if you can keep a count I mean, don't have to have shama dama uparam atitiksha shraddha samadhana gnana vairagya bhakti nothing you keep a count and per day chant 10000 times om and you will be realized and let me remind you it is not om 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 it has to be properly chanted akara ukara makara the the uh, om the pranavanad has to be done so when i said this to one of my swami friends he read through the bhashya and said oh definitely he will have a realization because to do 10000 times you have to leave everything else and do only that so vairagya is automatic wherever vairagya is there the rest of the things will flow in because of the importance of this om in the olden days you know whenever there was uh, like in in chinmay mission we say hari om for everything right 
So in the olden days, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, to seek somebody's attention, to call for anything was Om. So you meet somebody, you say Om. Like today we say Namaste. Namaste is the act. But what was said was Om. Om has got that uh, that high energy in it that the entire scriptures crux of it is Bhagavad Gita. The crux of Bhagavad Gita is Gayatri Mantra. The essence of Gayatri Mantra is Omkara. That's how powerful is this Spashtaksharaha. Spashtaksharaha, the mantra called Om. And when this Omkara is, you use this as Alambana, use this as a support, use this for the Upasana. Through the sound, through the shape, through the Akara, what you reach to is the essence of Om. And what is the essence of Om? Bindu Nada Kalatita. Bindu is that vortex wherein everything comes to merge. Nada and Kala is its expression. Beyond that is the true nature which is unshakable silence within. Presence of sound or absence of sound does not shake it. That is called Prashanti. That is what this Pashtakshara takes us. Therefore, Pashtakshara, the Omkara is also the very expression of Paramatma himself. Mantraha Chandramshur Bhaskaradyutihi There are three more words that we will see tomorrow om shant shant shanti harihi om shri gurubhyo namaha harihi om